Welcome to Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversations based on whatever topic the guys choose. Their goal is to entertain and inform you on a variety of themes. This podcast is an expression of their lifelong love and commitment to music. Simply stated, music is life. This show may include adult themes and language. Once again, welcome to Musically Challenged. Here are your hosts, Chad and Lou. So the weather can't get much hotter right now, can it? Oh, good lord, no. Record heat today, huh? Yeah. So, welcome to episode 70 of Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of music, trivia, and pretty much whatever else we want to talk about this week. I'm your host, Chad Knight, and with me, as always, is Lou Schwabach. Good sweltering day to you. <laughs> True enough. So, we are really going to go off the norm today, and we're going to do an episode of a different color. That's right. We, I think a different pattern, actually. Not even color, but... <laughs> Lou and Chad are going to do an episode on polka music. One of the things we wanted to do when we started this was to expand our horizons, and we are going to do that very much with this episode. We are taking two rock and roll boys and putting them in a very interesting position. I don't know if Lou grew up with polkas, but I know I did. Church and the polka mass or weddings, the receptions, my in-laws, every Saturday and Sunday if you go out there... My father-in-law really likes polkas. And, you know, he did once say something to me that is both true and a little scary. You can't be sad if you're listening to polka. It's happy music. I would probably agree with that. However, the, my biggest one, of course, was, you know, Beer Barrel because of, you know, right. Wisconsin sports and things. But Weird Al, because, I mean, he throws polka and everything else. So, I mean, as far as legit polkas, not as much as you have, but I know of them. Okay, so I would like to dedicate this episode to my in-laws, Ron and Sue Martin. This episode came around because we were sitting at their house one afternoon watching Molly B and her band playing polkas on the TV and talking about the podcast. And they asked if we had done a polka episode, and I said no. So this is it. Ron, Sue, I hope you enjoy it. So grab a beer and your accordion, and let's get the show started. So how's it going, man? Pretty well. Uh, Again, it's just sweltering. I am not built for this kind of heat. Uh, Nor am I. Especially in May. Which is why we're in my basement with the AC on. And it is comfortable. People yeah. probably complain about being too cold. I'm like, nope, I'm good. Yeah, this is this is good. So, all right. So, should we just kick off, get the uh, liquored up going? Absolutely. Now, this is a beer I chose because, well, it's Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It's polka. Yep. It's Pat's Blue Ribbon. Which, it's known as PBR, yep. which is also a polka beer. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, exactly. It totally fits with this. I know I've had PBR before. I'm sure oh, you yeah, have. Absolutely. Now, is it the world's best beer? No. no. It's gotten a bit of a revival because of the hipsters, which is which is the sad part about it. It is, but then you know, the I was like I don't know about you, but I'm like yeah, I've been drinking it way before it was cool to drink it or whatever. <laughs> because I mean, it was Wisconsin staple. Right. You know, I mean, Hams is another one that it's a cheap beer. Almost every bar that does a cheap beer night, PBR is on the menu for that. Yeah, absolutely. So PBR now, and Blatt's. Now, PBR has been around, it was established in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 1844. Oh, so wow. it's been around for a while. And that, that's longer than we've been a state, isn't it? Yes, 1848. You are correct. So... Yay, got my history in. There you go. So, you know, it's a standardized beer. It's a it's a lager of sorts. It's 12 fluid ounces in a bottle. I believe it's 5 or 5.5%. It doesn't actually say on the label, which is odd. But then again, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, let's uh, go ahead and give this a uh, 
flavor. Sure. Or, or, a flavor. A taste. I think it's already been given a flavor. <laughs> yep. That's mm-hmm. PBR. That is. It's got a very... You can taste the, the hops in it, mm-hmm. but it's more of a malt flavor. My family used to drink that all the time. They used to drink it um, until my mom became allergic to beer to the point where she breaks out and gets terrible. And then my dad used to also... Um, but I guess he they changed the formula somehow that he would get headaches by drinking it. Oh, really? So I don't know what... Same thing with Miller. That's why I think he, last time I mentioned him when he's not drinking you know Jack and Coke, it's Bush. Oh, okay. Bush Light, I think, or something. But That's not even really beer, though. No, Bud Light isn't beer. Bush Light's actually kind of beer. Not really. Again, personal opinion. But anyway, on the can or on the bottle here, it says, This is the original Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Nature's choicest products provide its prized flavor. Only the finest of hops and grains are used. Selected as America's Best in 1893. I'm sure so, it's won some awards since then. But. I'm sure it has. But, I mean, that's the one they kind of hang their hat on. So. It's just typical brown bottle. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, give it a rating. So. I'm going to go with thumbs up. I'm going to go thumbs up, too, because it's just, it's not a great beer, but it's still, it's a it's a nostalgia beer, and it's a it's good, good. It's good it's, tasting. It's a, it's a good, solid beer. Especially when it's cold. I mean, in the wintertime, I'm not sure how well this would work, but like a cold one on a hot day, like yeah, today. like today. I think it's perfect. Just All right, so let's go ahead and jump into trivia and see what you got for me here. All right, so we're going to go ahead, and which of the following instruments is not considered, finger quote, typical for a polka band? Okay. Tuba, drums, trumpet, saxophone, accordion, or clarinet. Okay, I think I have a, I think I have a good idea on this, but and no, again, this is typical because all of these instruments have been in polka bands. Mm-hmm. But like, if you go to a standard like Sunday afternoon, like everybody in there is an average of eighty years old polka band, <laughs> then this instrument is probably not the one. So. Exactly. So why don't you go ahead and, well, before we get into it, let's let, let's remind everybody, this is episode 70, so this starts our new format. Right. We're, instead of doing seven each, we're doing five each. Right. Try to cut it down a little bit. Kind of cut the time down. We're also going to focus less on the artists and more on the music. We still may put in a little bit about artists here and there throughout the episodes, but really this is going to become more about the music versus... All the history of the artist. Well, and I do still have some history because, I mean, some of these, there's a lot of good history for these people. Right. And some, some of them, them, it's like, oh, look, it's a band that is a band. You know, and some of them, the ones I picked are local bands. Mm-hmm. So finding background on them was kind of hard. Like Tubadan? Like Tubadan. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing on the internet. <laughs> um, so it, it, it's kind of that way. But why don't you go ahead and get us kicked off here? All right, so we're going to start with the Peanuts polka. And it's not Peanuts as in, like, the Charles Schultz Peanuts. Just it was probably named due to the up-down of the actual piece. It was The one that I did was by Myron Florin. He was an American musician. I know you said we're not focusing that much, but I've already got these written up. No, so that's fine. We're good. Commonly known as the Happy Norwegian, which is kind of awesome, actually. Sure. He took up playing accordion when he was six, uh, when his dad bought him a $10 squeeze box. This very well could have saved his life as he had rheumatic fever when he was younger, and playing the accordion helped strengthen his heart. Which is kind of neat, you know. I mean, yeah, I, you don't think about it, but it's a lot of work to probably play that thing. Oh, Just yeah. like bagpipes, I'm sure there's a lot of work that goes into it. I've actually played around with accordions because I had an aunt who played accordion. Okay. And they are heavy. When you're seven, eight, nine years old, I mean, it's like... Which, we're going to flip back to Weird Al for a second. And can you imagine that? He did, he did that when he was a kid, too. I yeah. mean... Well, they do make different sizes of accordions. Understandable. You know, just still. like a half-size violin, they mm. have a half-size accordion kind of thing. Yeah, but still, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's a it's not a light instrument. 
No, but then again, neither are most of the other instruments in a polka band, like a tuba. That's why they're sitting almost all the time. Yeah. I, I played baritone for a while. Did you? And it sucked. It was <laughs> terrible, especially taking that home on a city bus. Oh, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, it was unpleasant. So, moving on, he taught himself how to play, practiced a lot of time each day, played local fairs and festivals, tried to go into the Army, but because of his heart, he was turned down, but did the next best thing, and that's he went into the USO. I suppose if you can't get in there, just entertain the troops. He got in with the Buckeye Four in St. Louis, where Lawrence Welk was playing, and Lawrence Welk was like, you know what, you're great, we're going to bring you on. So he was basically a staple of the Lawrence Welk show. Oh, that's really cool. And I think that's where he got his Happy Norwegian name. His main song, Lady of Spain, became one of his permanent uh, like fixture songs. Even after Lawrence Welk went off, he kept playing. In fact, one of the festivals that he kept doing was German Fest in Milwaukee. Okay. Let's see. He played many shows up to 200 days a year, either solo or with the band with Welk's cast. Um, he was among the first class of inductees in the Scandinavian American Hall of Fame in 1984 and inducted into the Polka Music Hall of Fame in 1990. Did not know there was one, but now I kind of want to go to it. <laughs> I'm sure it's in Milwaukee or something. It wouldn't surprise me. Or Cleveland. Or Cleveland, yeah. If we're going to Cleveland, we'll hit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, too. We can hit them both. And then, actually, it's maybe a couple hours drive for the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, because that's Canton. Yeah. You have to go on a road trip for that and some skyline chili. Myron Florin passed away in 2005, but his contributions to the genre are still widely felt, including the Peanuts Polka, which let's just go ahead and take a quick listen to. So this is an upbeat little number that would be perfect for any church fest or just to listen to. I mean, if this came on the radio, I would not turn it off because it's just entertaining. Uh, it kind of has a little bit of a toe tapper. The accordion is accentuating by the deep bass and of the brass in the background. It almost sounds like something you'd hear when you're in a French movie. Yeah, because, yeah. Of the, because of the accordion, it just almost sounds like you'd be walking up the streets of Paris and this is kind of something they'd be playing. Quite possibly, yeah. I enjoyed this one. It was an entertaining little piece. Um, I didn't listen to much else by Mr. Florin, but it was an entertaining polka. So, it, you know, I know the accordion is just a part of polka, but to hear what some people can do with an accordion is kind of amazing. Hmm? Now, like I said earlier, I had an aunt who played the accordion, and she taught herself, but she was still one of the best players I had ever heard in my life. She could stand toe-to-toe with any of the professionals. I guarantee you that. The song is a highlight of the accordion, and I and I have to say it's a lot of fun. Like you said, it's a toe tapper. It just kind of, and like all polka music, it's just kind of happy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to sit and scowl while you're listening to a polka band. It just doesn't happen. No, it, it just makes me think of, I'm sure you've seen the commercials for um, for Twizzlers, and you, I'll tell you where I'm going with this. Okay. They show people like kind of in a grumpy face, and then like the piece of licorice is like smacking them in the nose or whatever, and yeah. they all of a sudden start smiling. That's like polka music right there so yeah you get a really scully is. face and that comes on and it just kind of changes to a smile yeah so now i'm going to start off with the hot dog polka and this is by a group called the veritones what little information i could find i'm 99 percent sure that the veritones are from arizona which really kind of was like i was kind of like it seems like an odd place for a polka band it is but um this polka is simply a song about getting someone a hot dog so let's go ahead and take a listen Now, I'll be honest, the more I listen to this song, 
I think there might be a bit of double entendre going on in the background. Could very well be. Um, that aside, it's a fun song, you know, by some guys from Arizona, and I really enjoy it because it's kind of funny. You know, it's like, I got a hot dog for you, I got a hot dog for me, and all my friends call me Mr. Juicy. So. And you think there might be a double entendre? Right. Okay, so I was being a little... Facetious? There you go. But, uh, what, what are your thoughts of the, on this one? Yeah. It's kind of just a basic polka song. I mean, it's there's nothing that really jumps out of this one. It would be a good one to dance to, like you see a couple couples kind of two-stepping around. Right. It's not a bad song, but it just doesn't fly out at me. There's yeah, it's, nothing it's, that really stands out and makes it set up set itself apart aside from the topic. Right. And and I and I find it funny because there are a lot of polka songs. If you look at polka songs, they're about food, beer, dancing, and having fun. I mean, really. And, and having fun slash parties. Right. So the fact that, you know, there's a lot of songs about beer and that kind of stuff. There's also some about hot dogs. You know, uh, we did hot dogs one, are freaking delicious. We did one on another episode. I forget which episode it was, but we did one that was by Frankie Yankovic called Apples, Peaches, Pumpkin Pie. Right. That was on Nikki's episode. Actually. Yeah, that's right. My, my wife picked that one. And that's another great song about food, but it's a polka. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What do you, what do you got next, man? All right, next one I have the Jet Polka by Barefoot Becky and the Ivanhoe Dutchman. That's the other thing I noticed about polka groups is they have some of the greatest names ever. Oh, absolutely. So this is another one that had a really hard time trying to find out. In fact, most of the information was from their website. They play a lot of Iowa stuff, which actually kind of makes me want when we go visit the family to see, see if we can find see them. If we can find them, yeah. So Barefoot Becky and the Ivanhoe Dutchman are an American polka band that formed in 1988, so they're relatively young, and is based out of Mount Vernon, Iowa. Becky Livermore leads the group on accordion and lead vocals. She started by going barefoot because it was simply more comfortable than playing with footwear. Okay. It's, you know, and this is totally off topic, but just like the guy who played Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars. The reason they didn't show him from the feet down is because he wore slippers on every scene he was in. Really? Yeah. He's like, I'm, they're only going to show me from the waist up. I'm not going to wear real shoes. Hey, whatever makes you comfy. Exactly. If you're going to have to be on set, hot lights and try to remember everything. I'd be wearing probably, I wouldn't say Crocs because those are terrible. Supposedly they're really comfortable. That's what I've heard. I've never owned a pair. I, I don't know if I could bring myself. It's just like a Snuggie. I don't think I could ever own one. I could if they weren't all so, like, bright and in your face. You ever notice the colors of them? They're like orange or green or yellow or, you know, some electric blue. It's like they want you to know that, they want you to have other people know that you're wearing them. Yeah. So... In any respect. So she got into polka when mom and dad took her and the rest of the family to polka dances and would carry the kids around until they were old enough to dance on their own. She was always more interested in the band than the dancing and got started on the accordion when she was around 10. She kept practicing and hooked up at age 12 with Ed Olksch and the Jolly Bohemians. Another great name. Yeah, the names are amazing. A few years later, the gigs were starting to dry up due to Ed getting kind of sickly. So she worked out a plan and had her taking his library of music. And playing that, because I guess he um, composed a lot of stuff, right? Becky was a senior in high school when the band unofficially became hers, renaming it to Barefoot Becky and the Ivanhoe Dutchman. Fifteen years later, one of her dreams became reality when she was able to put on her own polka festival, the Bexter Fest. Nice. That's still going in Amana, Iowa, to this day. Oh, okay. Barefoot Becky and the Ivanhoe Dutchman have released ten CDs, and they're still playing together to this day. Ten for a polka band? Yes. That's not bad. Since 1988, which is what? 30 years now? Yeah, about. So, I mean, you know, one every three years, which is... Well, here's the funny thing. You think about it. She's been doing that for 30 years. 
So that means she's about our age. If she graduated high school and then has been doing this for 30 years, she's about our age. About that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued to see the, the actual Baxter Fest. It actually looks kind of fun, and there's stuff on the website for it. You'll too, have to so. set up a trip home to coincide with the Baxter Fest. Well, and there's the Amana Colonies. That's There's a lot of Dutch in Iowa, so like there's a lot of, like, Pella. They have the Tulip Fest every year right. over Pella Windows. I'm sure you've seen those. Yep. Um, so they, like, the wood shoes and the whole shebang. So it'd be kind of interesting to see. I don't know if I could spend the full day listening to Poker stuff, though, depending on how much beer is there. Maybe I could. With enough beer, you can listen to anything all day. Uh, well, I would... I I could probably make a playlist of ones that I would pass on for that, but that's a whole (laughs) different episode. So let's go ahead and just take a quick listen to the Jet Polka. This song was brought to me when I was searching, and it's it's a classical polka, a classic polka song. I mean, again, it doesn't super stand out to me, but it's it's definitely one that if you look in the definition of polka, this would come up as a great example. Well, you know, and it's it's just instrumental. This mm-hmm. one. Yep. And you get about fifty-fifty with polkas, with words versus instrumental. There's a lot of instrumentals in polka. There are, but then there's some of them that have words, but half the time they play them without singing. Like the beer barrel polka, for example. Right. A lot of times they just play it, they don't sing, but there are actually lyrics to it. Right. The song itself has a higher brass in the front, complementing the accordion, and then in the background it just has a solid tuba that just kind of keeps time with the snare and the hi-hat. Pretty perfect polka. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, first thing is, I'm going to correct you. There is not an accordion in this song. Oh, isn't it? No, it's a concertina. Okay. Which is also a squeeze box type instrument, but it plays at a higher tone than the the accordion. Okay. But Barefoot Becky and the Ivanhoe Dutchman, anyone who listens to polka will hear the tuba front and center in this one. I mean, it's the it's that tuba sound that really is the front of this. They look similar. Like I said, the concertina is smaller and plays at a higher octave than the accordion. The use of the brass in the song is very prevalent, and it sounds amazing. I also like the use of, and I don't know if you caught this, but they're using the woodblock as an instrument. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember playing that when I was in like elementary school. Everybody right, wanted just, to play the marimba or the the woodblock. My favorite instrument in like grade school, in in the quote unquote, you know, when you played the band, mm. was the rain stick. Oh, okay, all right. They, they used one in the school where I was at, so I was wanted to do that because I thought that was just the coolest sound. You'd flip it over and it'd sound like rain. There, that and what was it? There was uh, there was one other. I can't remember what it was called. It was almost like it was a stringed instrument that was like a, almost a triangle shaped oh. that you'd press the button down and then just strum it. I know you know what I'm talking about, but I have no idea what it's called. Yeah, and what was the one instrument nobody wanted to play? The triangle. No, not really. The cowbell was fun, though. Yeah, the cowbell was fun. So anyway, I, I really like this one. I I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about it. It's just a good song. All right, so what do you got next, then? Up next, I have Grab Your Balls. We're going bowling. Now, this was by the Chardon Polka Band. Now, I had a hard time finding anything about these guys, so I went to Facebook, and sure enough, they had a page, and this is the official biography from that page. What happens when teenage accordion players aren't allowed in the marching band? They start a polka band. That's the story of Jake Cooey. Teens Dan O'Brien, Dan Sutz, Paul Coates, Mike Lewis, Cody Garrett, and Jake Cooey launched the Chardon High School Polka Band almost nine years ago in Chardon High School. So nine years ago, we're looking at 2009. Okay. So they're, they're a really new band. Long hair, torn up jeans, Chuck Taylors, and a blue mohawk are probably the last traits you people expect to see on members of a polka band. 
But such things were commonplace in the Chardon High School polka band. Well, let's go ahead and give them a listen. Grab your balls, we're going bowling. Grab your balls, we'll have some fun. Grab your balls, we're going bowling. Grab your balls, everyone. This off-the-wall teenage polka band quickly made a name for themselves playing for their peers and local nursing home residents. The group expanded quickly and started booking jobs at various venues and events across the Northeast Ohio. Today, the band continues. There's been a lot of change in nine years in the member lineup and other areas. The band's chief goal, however, rocking your socks off with polka music, remains the same. From their humble beginnings as high schoolers going against the grain, playing polka instead of punk rock, the Chardon Polka Band has evolved into one of the Northeast Ohio's most recognizable acts. The band continues to redefine and breathe new life into the genre as they spread their own form of polka. This is just a fun song of misdirection. Let's grab your balls. We're going bowling. Just a fun song about a pastime that goes real well with polkas. No, not drinking. And beer. Yeah. Bowling. I actually really like this polka song. They had another one that I almost took, which was called um, Free Beer Polka. And basically they're like, we were we got booked to do this gig, and the day before they told us they couldn't pay us, but we could drink all the beer we wanted, so we did it anyway. But this song, it's just one of those misdirection songs, you know. This song could go into, like, a Weird Al playlist, and it would work just as well as any of his other polkas. Okay. So what are your thoughts on this one? My first thought when you said the whole free beer thing was, like, in Blues Brothers, when he's like, we were going to pay you $200, and you got to drink $400 in beer. No, this song, it's a good Oompa Polka song that gets people ready to go bowling and almost excited to do so. The version is a bit newer sounding, which makes sense because you said that they are a newer polka band. Yep. And, so. they're, and they're putting their own twist on the polka genre. So kind of, I'm glad I picked that out, picked up on that. Um, it gives me kind of a bluegrass vibe a little bit, almost. Kind of a yeah, polka kinda. fusion with bluegrass. It's not a bad thing. It just wasn't expected. I enjoy this one. I've actually seen this phrase before. I don't think I've ever heard the polka before. Oh, okay. Because I think my sister had a shirt that actually had bowling balls um, on her up, up top lady parts. <laughs> and of course, it was the grab your balls, let's go bowling. And I'm just like, oh, that's that's great. So Isn't it great when you see your sister and stuff that you're just like, no. Yeah, well, you know what? That's that's her style, so we'll just go from there. No, it's a good song. I, again, it was a little bit different because of the, the variety of it, but it's still an entertaining. All right, so what do you got next? Next, I have the clarinet polka by Walter Ostenek, which I know we talked about Walter Ostenek before, and I think yeah, you he's, might even he's one of the big hit, he's one of the big hitters in the in the polka world. Mm-hmm. So Ladislav John Walter Ostenek is a Canadian musician born in 1935, and he is Canada's polka king. Yep. Um, born in Quebec, moved to Ontario when he was a kid. Good friend of him induced him, introduced him to polka when he was five, and he was gifted his first accordion when he was nine. After years of practice, he became popular playing the Slovenian style, also known as the Cleveland style, and also did waltzes. He formed his own band in the late 50s, and in 63, he had he and his band, the Walter Ostenek Band, dropped their first of many albums. Ostenek hosted multiple different shows between TV and radio and often guest starred on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, as well as other ones. He appeared in concert with a lot of other artists such as Roy Clark, the Oak Ridge Boys, Mel Tillis, Slim Whitman, and Lawrence Welk. So okay. kind of all together. And in his career spanning over five decades, he was released more than 50 albums and has won three Grammys, being nominated 13 times. That's amazing. It is. He's been compared to America's polka king, Frankie Yankovic, who was also from Cleveland and of Slovene descent, and they do often play a lot together. Right. Even though he's over 80, he still does at least two concerts a year, Marineland at Niagara Falls and Oktoberfest in Ontario. 
The clarinet polka is a piece composed towards the end of the 19th century. Um, and sources really do dispute where it originally came from. Some say it was done by an Austrian composer, A. Hupfat, and other claims it was written under the name of Zunanio Polka by a Polish composer, Karl Namysłowicki. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you slide on that one because I couldn't do any better. All right. Well, let's go ahead and just take a quick listen, then we'll finish up on this one. <laughs> Now, regardless who's right, it's an excellent piece. Um, the clarinet polka came up on many greatest hits lists for polkas, and I really simply wanted to know why. I mean, obviously, if 10 different lists say that this one is on there, there must be something good about it. And I realized after listening to it, absolutely, this is why. It's a great, great, great polka song. It's played all over the place, and what's I noticed out of it is that the song itself has been used by Weird Al a lot. A lot of his little uh, transitions in his polka ones where it goes from one of his like pop song polkas to another pop song, he'll put this in the middle, but obviously sped up a little bit. So that's where I found this one, but even the slower polka version is just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, the happy, fun sound of the clarinet is right up front in the instrumental piece, which makes sense. It's called the clarinet polka. <laughs> It'd be kind of stupid if it wasn't. Right. The polkas of the past are a lot like classical music. Now, let me explain. Okay. Polkas sound very similar in most cases, right? Well, the forms and ways that classical music uh, have have similar feeling, polkas do as well. I was always amazed when I was a child that my family members could pick out one polka from another. Because they sound, I mean, especially to the ear of a child, very similar. Well, yeah, because it's almost all the same in- instruments. It has the same kind of like a, a beat whatever whatever musically it is or how things go, but they, they sound so you're exactly right. So just like I still have problems doing that with classical music, I have the same problem with polka music. So does does that make sense now, how I draw that yep, parallel? I, I, I saw where you were going on. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right, so let's go ahead and take a listen to this one. I, I just really like this piece of music. I mean, and, and it sounds like you do as well. Mm-hmm. So shall we move on? Absolutely. What do you got next? I have In Heaven There Is No Beer by the Polka Stars. Now, this is one of those bands I couldn't find anything on the internet about them. The only thing I found when I typed in the Polka Stars is there's a movie coming out with Jack Black in it called King of Polka. Comes out really either the end of this year or early next year. But the actual the Polka Stars, the only thing that comes up is in heaven there is no beer. So this version of what we're going to listen to on YouTube. That's it. I couldn't find another thing on these guys. This will be a short conversation. Yes. So this is one of the issues I, I, I didn't think of when pitching this episode to Lou. I mean, the polka bands are usually small time and, you know, they're not Frankie Yankovic or or uh, Ostinek. I mean, they're just so. But let's go ahead and listen to this version of, the, of, of a very famous polka. In heaven there is no So I like this song. As a beer drinker, why wouldn't I? It reminds me of family weddings, family parties, and, and such things like that. I mean, Like you need an excuse to drink, right? Well, we it's always nice to have an excuse, but you don't need one. Well, yeah, you could anything can be an excuse. Well, I just stubbed my toe. Time to have a beer. I'm thirsty. There you go. <laughs> so what do you think of this one? You know, and this the song just makes a good argument that if there is no beer in heaven, we're just going to have to drink it here. I'm all about that. And he knows that when he dies... All his friends are going to be drinking his beer. That's why he wants to get it done before he leaves. 
And I, it's like, yeah. like emptying out the fridge before you go on vacation so yeah. someone who house sits for you doesn't have to eat it all. I can't really say anything against that. So No, it's it's a good song. You're right. I've heard this done by many different artists. The Polka Stars version, I can't say, is my favorite version of this. It's not the best version of it. And unfortunately, I apologize for that because I'm sure that the sound that we're going to have is not going to be the greatest on that one. I think it was a live one, wasn't it? It was a live one. Okay. But I have seen the Polka Stars. They are okay. a Wisconsin band. Okay. And that's why I, I chose that version. And that's of it. fine. You know, and like I said, I've just I've heard different versions, some better, some worse, um, just like any songs. But it's the sentiment behind it. That's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, what do you got next? The next one I have, and this is one that has always, 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 always been played, and you're going to know this as soon as you hear it, the chicken dance. Yeah. Now, I had no artist information for this one. It was just attributed to Oktoberfest, so we're just going to talk about the song itself. I did find the band that did it. Okay. They are called the Emeralds. I couldn't find anything out about them. Okay, so we'll just say this was played at Oktoberfest a lot. Sure. We'll call that. So, Swiss accordionist Werner Thomas, such an easy name, thank you, Werner, (laughs) was credited with composing the tune known as the Chicken Dance as the Birdie Song while working at a Davos restaurant sometime in the early 1950s. The original Swiss song was titled Der Er Ententanz, which translates to the Duck Dance. Okay. And supposedly was a drinking song at Oktoberfest. It's thought that in the late 70s, the song got a new name, Volgentanz, the, the bird dance, but that wasn't official. Thomas played the song while at work, and a Belgian producer, Louis Van Rijmenant, heard it, making up some lyrics on the spot and putting the song to the public in 1970. It wasn't really much of a hit until being reintroduced to the U.S. during Tulsa, Oklahoma's Oktoberfest in the early 80s. They danced it, but since no duck costumes are available, but there was, was one for a chicken, it became the chicken dance. Even It even charted in 1981. Did it really? Yeah. The chicken, the chicken dance, just like the hokey pokey, it's a dance that everyone can do regardless of size, shape, or fitness. Because, or age. Or age, right. Let's just take a quick listen, then we'll talk about it. So this song, it's just a fun song. I just remember it's its not like the Macarena where you have to try to remember 45 different things. This is like you do your hand to the beak, you do the, uh, what is it, the wings, and then the twisty thing, and then you clap. And then you do si around in a circle. Basically, well, you can. But yeah, basically that's all it is. Or actually, arm vine, do si do something different. But all right. Now, this one here, this brings a huge memory back for me. And do you remember Wasa Timbers? Yeah. Remember the the beer guy? Yeah, and he always dressed up in the chicken. He didn't. He didn't always dress up in the chicken, but he would sweep the bases. Oh, that's right. It was like the seventh inning stretch. He would go down there, go to first base, do the chicken thing, sweep it off, and then when it did like the this faster part of it, he would run to second, and then of course go to second, third, and then go to everyone's like slide, spike, slide. Yeah, and he'd slide in the home, and and then he'd like the worst slide ever, and then he'd sleep it off. Right, so. It's, this is just a fun song. I've heard remixes of this. I've heard the actual polka versions of this. This one's kind of a little bit of both almost, but it's still an entertaining song. Yeah, I mean, there isn't much that can be said about the chicken dance. It's a fun song that starts out at a reasonable pace, and by the time you reach the end, you're winded and trying to by by trying to get all the movements in without missing any. Because I don't know about you, but like at family weddings and stuff, they played the version that would speed up with each. Oh, I think this one does too, actually. Oh, okay. But with each, you know, set of it, it would speed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And by the end, you're just going nuts, and then they hit you with a really slow one. So your body's in this, like, you know, violent move, and then it's like... Whoa. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, as a kid, I loved the chicken dance. And I don't think there was any kid out there that didn't. 
And as a full-grown man, I love to watch kids do the chicken dance. Because I feel kind of silly out there as an adult. But if you're drinking at a wedding, you get there's there's that bell curve. You get to the you get to the top of that curve you, where nobody gives a darn right. what you're doing, <laughs> and or it's and that's not even a bell curve. It's more of a uh, a cross where it's the caring about what you're doing is going down based on how much alcohol you're drinking, which is going up. Well, yes, but I mean it's one of these things where I'm too old, too fat, and too lazy to do it myself. You know, it's just it's just the truth. I mean, but I love watching the kids out on the dance floor. You know, going nuts. It's, it's On roller skates. They did that high roller, too, remember? Yes. And people would be falling down when they're trying to, like, clap or whatever. Right. I was actually pretty good on roller skates. I wasn't ever so very good on inline skates, but before they did that, you know, the old four-wheel roller skates, mm-hmm. I was actually pretty good on those. I was decent on those. The stopping was sometimes tricky, especially because those little front brake things did not work. No, no. I, I actually learned a way to do it, and I forget what it was, but you kind of pointed your toes at each other. And like kinda, a snowplow. Yeah, like a snowplow. That's how I slowed down. See, and what I would do is I would actually turn one of my uh, my right foot, I would turn sideways so it's actually sliding and just the friction of that, which probably screwed the wheels up, but it They weren't yours. Well, that that's the thing. I mean, it's almost like bowling shoes, you know? Right. But um, no, that that and the wall, because they did have carpeted walls. Those yeah, were the, the walls were great to stop. stop. Yeah, yeah. Unless you get the rug burn from all those, that sucked. Because when you couldn't stop right away and you're doing more of a, instead of a perpendicular, you do like a parallel to the wall. Yeah, see, when I would stop, I would just be going around a corner, and instead of continuing around the corner, if I was going to use the wall, I'd just straight into it. And so and you hopefully you stay standing. I don't ever remember falling doing that, but hey, it could have been a concussion. Who yeah, knows? that could have been. <laughs> All right, so what do you got next? So up next, I have the Stevens Point Polka by Tuba Dan Family Band. Now, this polka is about a town of all of, what, 30 minutes south of where we sit? We, we, we'll be there next week, actually, uh, to do our Weird Al episode. Right, we got, um, we got our guest in who actually helped us with the one at Gamehole last year. Correct. So it's just a shout-out to Stevens Point. I love the line in this polka that says... When we play polka, we drink anything but water. Duh. So, let's go ahead and take a listen. And they grab a partner by the hand And they skip and scamper about But in that city of wonderful water But when they play the polka We'll drink anything but water Lift your glasses to the sky And drink them down The song just talks about grabbing a partner and laughing and dancing. They even give a shout out to the Wisconsin River, which is the lifeline for the timber industry in Wisconsin. More important in days gone by than it is today, but it's still the lifeblood of tourism in the state, used for fishing, recreation, and of course, making beer in Stevens Point. I don't know. Whoa, pause. They use Wisconsin River water for Point Beer? Well, they probably bring it in and purify it. Oh, I'm hoping they purify it because that could be the reason why Point Beer gives us um, unpleasant body things gives you unpleasant body things fair enough i actually really enjoy point beer um i enjoy their box style beer i'll take a lineys before i take that though see a, li- a nice lineys red still a state beer so it's okay but well, in I this mean, I'll case take, i'll take a pbr before either one of them actually but but we're talking about steven's i know right now so let's go ahead and uh see what lou thinks about it you know the tuba dan poke tuba dan family band there's really very little information on about them i found zero okay so i didn't find any either so there's nothing like a local polka to make you feel proud 
I mean, any time your your hometown or your state is mentioned, unless it's like well, like like Dahmer, like oh yeah, we just had somebody kill a bunch of people from Wisconsin. Yay, go Wisconsin! <laughs> but if it's in a plus thing, it's always nice. Uh, like when Deupers talk about you know Wausau or Milwaukee or whatever, it's like yay, they're talking about us. Right, right. It's a good sound, and I'm sorry, but I love the sound of a tuba, baritone, or sousaphone. It's really deep and farty, but it keeps time better than almost any drum ever would. Mm-hmm. And if it's done right, I. I enjoy this one just because of the background uh, brass. Okay, fair enough. So, what's the last one you're going to talk about? Last one I have is Let's Have a Party by Frankie Yankovic featuring Walter Ostinick. So, you took uh, uh, the two big hitters and put them together. I didn't, but they did, because they talked about playing together anyways. Right. So, I know your last one is also going to be one of these two guys. Right. So, I'm not going to go into the history about the guy, because you're probably going to talk about him. A little bit. Yeah. So, we actually covered Frankie pretty well in the episode with my wife. Well, and Walter, too. Yeah. So, but either way, I mean, let's just jump into the song. Let's Have a Party was a Frankie Yankovic pen tune that flows the same vein as the beer barrel, beer barrel polka. Let's have a party. We'll bring the music. We'll bring out the beer. We're going to party until the keg is gone and have a good time doing it. Sounds like a good party to me. So let's just take a listen. Then we can hear what Chad has to say. Let's have a party, party tonight. We'll bring the music. For your delight, roll out the barrels, spread out some cheer. We'll play a polka for everybody's ear. All right, so <laughs> Yankovic and Ostinek. It really doesn't get any better. And then they're just singing a song about having a party. In polka terms, a party is drinking, dancing, and having fun. In food. Well, and maybe having dinner in there as well. <laughs> so that you can have more beer. Yeah. And that really is the theme of polka music. Let's let's break it down. Eat, drink, dance, and have fun. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what it's all about. Wait, that's the hokey pokey. Anyway. That too. <laughs> I bet you pe- people usually drink when they do the hokey pokey too. I think you have to drink to do the hokey pokey, don't you? Probably. Although right. you, if you get less coordinated when you do that, and that, that well, makes it more funny for on for onlookers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a great song. It's it's a classic polka fa- song. It's fun. It's enjoyable to listen to frankie and walter have decent voices for singing i mean really it's got everything you need for a good polka party so so i think we can move on to your last one yes the last one now this one is by frankie yankovic it's called the too fat polka i hate the name of it just because it's because we're too fat well okay fair enough (laughs) so i know we talked about frankie on on a past episode or two so this is one of those songs I love when I loved when I was a little kid. At a wedding or family reunion, the song was guaranteed to be guaranteed to be played once or twice. The funniest part of this is that with the side of the family that this usually happened with, which is my mother's side of the family, uh, most of the ladies were bigger girls. Uh, that's a regional thing too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I come by my by my build fairly. It's hereditary and it's inherited. Thanks, mom. And it's a little bit self-induced. Well, absolutely, it always is. I mean, I'm, I can say that I'm big boned all I want, but it's, I'm sorry, but I like a 20-piece bucket of chicken. That's probably part of what the issue is. If you can eat a 20-piece, you can eat a 20-piece bucket of chicken yourself? Who can't? I can't. Well, you're not trying hard enough then. <laughs> Think about it, though. I mean, if especially if you've just got, like, drumsticks and wings. That's well, easy stuff. But if they throw, like, a thigh and a breast in there... Honestly, the only reason I don't eat chicken more is the fact that it's a pain in the butt to try to clean it off the bones. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's take a quick listen to Frankie Yankovic and his Yanks. Oh, I don't want you can have her. She's too fat for me. She's too fat for me. Much too fat for me. Oh, I don't want you can 
can have her, she's too fat for me. She's too fat, she's too fat, she's too fat for me. Alright, so this is one of those polkas that just made me laugh. Kind of like the laughing polka. Have you ever heard of the laughing polka? It sounds familiar. It's just the one where they laugh through the whole thing. The all, it's just ha 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 ha. It's a polka music. It's okay. It's 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 amazing. I honestly think, but this is one of those songs that you know it's ingrained in me. I've heard this song my entire life, and it's a lot of fun, and I just really enjoy it. But what are your thoughts on this one? You know, this is a novelty song originally done back in the late '40s about a guy who is turning his gal down due to her fuller figured status. And it wasn't done maliciously, and it was even later done by a female group, the Andrews Sisters, and they changed the they changed it to a woman's point of view. Oh, so they changed the pronouns. Right. Okay. Um, the Andrews Sisters were known for the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. Yep. And it's the guy was a chunky guy, and he's the one being turned down. The song does change its tune, and the pun is intended there. Uh, later on, talking about she's just right for me, but he also mentions I would like her more if she'd lose some. So it's like still kind of a backhanded compliment. Right. Again, it wasn't done maliciously, but the end message is that she's just right for him and everything is fine. You know, and maybe he's just worried about her having a healthy weight. Let's let's go with that. Sure. Now, I have to say this, though. Due to how sensitive people are nowadays, there is no way this would fly today. No. If this were written in today's times, this would be crucified. Yeah, and the artist would never work again. Right. And now, also, it's a comical song that's been around, I'm using finger quotes, forever and won't go away anytime soon. It's all in good fun. It can be work, reworked for the opposite because, you know, I don't want her, you can have her, she's too thin for me. I feel like I'm going to break this damn thing. <laughs> so I enjoy the song. It's it's just a fun one, and having Frankie Yankovic and his Yanks do it is just great. Right, right. So let's kind of wrap this one up before we move into trivia. trivia again. I really hope that you all had fun as two guys who know next to nothing about polka took you through a, a maze of ten songs. Well, in my case, of my childhood and... I do have a soft place for polka, but I just can't sit and listen to it. If I'm listening to polka, I want to dance. I want to be part of it. And that's that whole thing of polka's like a communal song. You know, everybody it's part. Everybody wants to be part of it. Even if you're not up on the stage playing. You just want to move somehow. Right. My moving is just, you know, the 12-ounce curls. Well, mine is usually my wife dragging me out on the floor to polka until, you know, my legs give out because I'm fat. Well, apparently, she's you're just right for her. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's go ahead and get into trivia on this one. All right, so we're going to go ahead and finish this one up, and we'll redo the question. And that is, which of the following instruments are not considered, again, typical, finger quotes, for polka, polka bands? Drums, tuba, trumpet, saxophone, accordion, or clarinet? I'm going to go with the saxophone. You're exactly correct, because all the other ones have been used a lot. You know, the drums, the tuba, the trumpet, accordion, and obviously saxophone. And most of the ones that we've done, there are some that use saxophone. I might have just said misspoke there. Yeah, you meant clarinet. Right, clarinet. Some of them do use saxophone in there, but it's not as much. Right, and it's more of a like a bass sax or something like that, something deeper, not the high, like the altos, jazzy. Because right? uh, that then it would be jazz, not both. Right, exactly. But so yes, and that would be a plus for you. So that is going to put you at. You are currently now at 23 and 21. Okay. Okay. Excellent. All right. And with that, thank you guys for listening. If you want to reach out to us and let us know about this episode or any other episode, whether you love it or you hate it, if you want to go ahead and give us some constructive criticism, you can do that in a few ways. First is through email. You can uh, email us at eclecticmediaproject at gmail.com or at musicchallengepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at POI Network. 
or at Musically Challenged Podcast. And of course, the third and final way, Luke, is going to be Twitter. If you want to go ahead and look and see about new episodes that we get released, if you want to add, give us some love, give us some hate, if you want to send us a playlist of 10 songs, 10 artists, if you want to have a theme, great. If you don't, that's fine too. We'll be more than happy to hear it and get back in touch with you. Excellent. And with that, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.